Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. She's a 20-year-old single mother of five with kids from five different men in a two-bedroom apartment behind a liquor store. He's a 45-year-old crack addict with an 18-year-old girlfriend. She rides the bus, he rides a moped. They're a redneck couple living in a house with wheels on it and expired license plate. Between them, they have all six of their teeth, and they're all rotten. What do these people have in common? Why, they're white trash. And they read White Trash Weekly magazine. White Trash Weekly is an internet publication that highlights the lifestyle that is white trash America. In this week's edition, we'll highlight the subtle nuances of how to get on welfare, food stamps, and other social programs that you thought were only available for minorities. We'll look into the five best ways of concealing drug paraphernalia and how to disguise your crack rocks to resemble bar soap. The funny thing is, White Trash usually doesn't bathe. This week's edition features Ebonics language training for white folks and the 50 most common tattoo styles for tramp stamps and facial teardrops. We'll explore prostitution 101 as a way to make extra money and the best way to hang old sneakers from the power lines without getting electrocuted. White Trash Weekly magazine is available online or in print at the public library, gun stores, and truck stops everywhere. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Monday, the 8th day of January 2024, the second Monday in the year. And unfortunately for you, for me, and for the United States of America in general, Joe Biden is still the president. God, I can't wait. We are far less than one year away now from the upcoming elections. 54% of Americans favor Donald Trump being allowed to get on the ballot ahead of an expected Supreme Court decision. A U.S. Supreme Court is now set to review the eligibility of former President Donald Trump as a presidential candidate. More than half of Americans in the country oppose stripping him of candidacy, according to a survey released yesterday. The results can be attributed to the deepening divide in public opinion within the United States, particularly in light of the January 6th event at the Capitol in 2021, three years ago, where only one person died, an unarmed white conservative woman killed, murdered in cold blood at the hands of a cowardly black Capitol cop, the only person to die, and a few table lamps got knocked over. The events, according to the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke slimeball media and those in the Democratic political party, the rumor is this was done to try and foment insurrection and overturn an election. Many Americans still rightfully believe that the election was not above board. It was not on the up and up. And the results are still questionable. But that was not the purpose of the people being escorted into the Capitol by the Capitol Police and a few people expressing their First Amendment confirmed God-given constitutional right to redress their grievances with the government over the questionable election results. The papering over windows in the darkness of night, the 3 a.m. ballot dumps of 100% Biden votes, the irregularities being charged against certain voting machine companies. All of those things were never resolved, and the country has settled in and accepted the fact that Joe Biden is the president for the past three years, and that unfortunately we have him for another year. 
A recent poll was conducted by liberal CBS and YouGov. So they surveyed 2,157 individuals, coinciding with the third anniversary of the January 6th Capitol event. And the results of the poll shocked those on the Democratic Party side of things, revealing that 54% of respondents support including Trump on the ballot in every state. The remaining 46% advocate for restricting his political candidacy. What is the best way to keep the guy you don't want from becoming the president? You trump up some charges, pun intended, and you try and find some legal wranglings to keep him off the ballot. Of course, the poll was very, very divided along party lines, with 81% of Democratic supporters favoring stripping Trump of his ability to be on the ballot. 90% of Republican supporters favored maintaining Trump's name on the ballot. Independents, well, this was a surprise. 56% of independents voted to maintain Trump's candidacy to a 44% who said take him off the polls. Well, sometimes turnabout is fair play. As of right now, Donald Trump's name is supposedly off the primary ballot in Maine and I believe Colorado, but there is a call right now to strike Joe Biden from the ballot in Missouri. A Republican politician is seeking to strike gropey Joe Biden from the presidential ballot in the state of Missouri in a tit-for-tat move aimed at undermining decisions taken in Colorado and Maine to remove Trump. Missouri State Senator Bill Eigel has confirmed that he will introduce legislation that will ensure that Joe Biden is disqualified and removed from the ballot for the aid and comfort he has given our enemies. In other words, Joe Biden, the traitor, cannot be on the ballot. Senator Iger says, Our country is being invaded because Joe Biden has swung our southern border wide open. President Biden has allowed more than 8 million people to stroll across our border illegally, causing more harm to this country than any other president in American history. I announced yesterday that I'm filing legislation that would disqualify Mr. Biden from the ballot in Missouri. Eigel, who is running for state governorship, went on to admit that the legislation is simply about exposing the absolute absurdity about Colorado and Maine's decisions to remove President Donald Trump from the ballot. He said, quote, if radical leftists continue to push lies and fairy tales in an attempt to kick Trump off the ballot in their states, Republicans have no choice but to buck up and fight back, use the facts to remove Biden from the ballot before he destroys this country even further. Democrats only believe in democracy when it favors them. Let's expose their double standard hypocrisy. We must stand our ground to protect the security of our nation and the sovereignty of our people. Now, of course, these efforts are likely far-fetched. Igel has already received the backing of an important ally, which could actually make the idea a reality in Missouri. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on Friday denounced the decision in Colorado and warned that he and other secretaries of state would retaliate if the Supreme Court does not have those decisions overturned. Ashcroft wrote on the X platform, formerly known as Twitter, What has happened in Colorado and Maine is disgraceful and undermines our republic. While I expect the Supreme Court to overturn this, if not, secretaries of state will step in and ensure the new legal standard for Donald Trump 
applies equally to Joe Biden. What has happened in Colorado and in Maine is disgraceful and undermines our republic. I'm 99% certain the Supreme Court will stop it, but if they don't, chaos is ahead and we've got to avoid it. Finally, finally, some Republicans out there are starting to get the message. If you're going to take a dump on Trump's front doorstep and set it on fire, then someone needs to take a dump on Biden's front doorstep and set it ablaze. What's good for that goose should certainly be good for the gander, and it's about damned time people start stepping up. Now, there are some of you out there that said, I don't think Trump or Biden should be on the ballot. We should get some fresh faces in there. Who do you suggest? Beto O'Rourke? Come on, man. To quote Joe Biden, of course. Speaking of pedo Pete, the pedophile, hair-sniffing, little girl, chest-groping Joe Biden, his approval rating on handling immigration has reached yet another all-time low. Lauren Forza writes in The Hill publication, Joe Biden's approval rating on handling immigration has reached an all-time low, a new poll has found. Just 32% of Americans said in that new CBS News poll released on Sunday that they approve of Biden's handling of the border. That means over two-thirds of Americans say he's doing a crappy job. The number, CBS noted, is an all-time low for the president on this question. Overall, 68% in the new poll disapprove of how Joe Biden is handling the border. A whopping 75% of Americans in the poll see the border situation as either a crisis or at least a serious problem. 63% said it should be tougher for migrants to cross the U.S. border. 16% of the idiots out there say it should be easier. What do you want? Uber rides for them? For crying out loud, they're coming across and getting things that even you, the law-obeying, tax-paying citizens, can't get. American sentiments towards immigrants are ultimately more negative. 50% say immigrants crossing the border will make American society worse in the long run. 57% say they disapprove of sending the migrants to northern states, however. They want to leave them down there in Texas. 53% of Republicans approve of shipping them to Democrat-run sanctuary cities. Wow. These folks, man, they want their cake, they want to eat it too, and they want to tell you you can't have anything. The Biden campaign is now responding to a report on Obama's warnings about Donald Trump. I know, that sounds confusing. The Biden campaign defended its strategy in response to a new reporting on criticism from former President Obama on the structure of the Biden campaign and on Biden's concern about former President Trump's strength as a political candidate going into the election. The principal deputy campaign manager for President Biden's re-election bid on Sunday defended the campaign's approach. They stressed that Obama and Biden are aligned in their position that Trump needs to be defeated. Well, the only reason Biden agrees with Trump is because Trump is the guy pulling Biden's strings. Three more Texas counties, by the way, have declared an invasion, bringing the total number of counties in Texas to 50. Three years into Joe Biden's border disaster, 50 Texas counties have now declared an invasion. The latest to do so 
where Bandera, Schleicher, and Uvalde counties, all 50 have now signed declarations of invasions after a judge's family members were killed by a human smuggler coming across the border illegally. All 50 county resolutions cite the invasion clauses of the U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, which requires the federal government to protect states from an invasion. They cited Article 4, Section 7 of their own Texas Constitution, which states the governor has the legal authority to command Texas military forces and call them up to, quote, suppress insurrection and to repel invasions, unquote. My friends, Biden won't get off his ass and protect our nation from invaders. Thank God Texas has the balls to do what Joe Biden obviously doesn't have the balls to do. In fact, according to the independent news, illegal immigrants are less likely to be deported under the Biden administration, and conservatives have an outright righteous fear for the future of America. Approximately 5% of illegal immigrants who enter the U.S. are even likely to be deported under the Biden administration. So let me point these numbers out to you. They just admitted, the Biden administration did, that they have allowed 8 million Americans into the country. So, that means less than 400,000 have been deported. In three years, less than 400,000 have been deported. And yet, more than that number have entered the country since December 1st of last year through today, under Joe Biden. Liberals can't tell the difference between legal immigration and illegal immigration. During the fiscal year, according to Breitbart, 3.2 million encounters at the border occurred. Only 142,580 were deported by Immigration and Customs Enforcement. That translates to 4.4% chance of deportation. It should be way higher. We should be turning them away at the border immediately. No, you cannot come in. Show us your paperwork. Show us where you came from. Nope, you can't claim asylum in the U.S. if you crossed through Mexico to get to the U.S. In fact, the only two countries that should allow any asylum would be Mexico, if you're a Mexican citizen claiming asylum in the U.S. because we're a border state, and of course, Canada. If you're leaving Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Colombia... Any of those other countries, you cannot legally claim asylum in the U.S. You must first claim asylum and then be denied asylum in the country next to the one you are leaving. That's the way the law is written. Biden, of course, ignores the law. And according to the Biden administration, illegal migrant court dates have been scheduled as many as 12 years into the future. And Biden just lets them stay here. Just stay here and suck off the United States resources. Take our welfare. Take our food, our food stamps, our health care. Bring us all of your diseases. Go ahead. We don't care. The Biden administration is also doing something really stupid in Pennsylvania, considering all of those unlawfully stored classified top secret documents of Joe Biden's that he took illegally, many of them stored in Pennsylvania at the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Biden administration is removing the William Penn statue in rehabilitation of the park 
to commemorate the founding of Pennsylvania. Whenever the Biden administration removes a statue temporarily because they're renovating something, that statue will never be returned. The National Park Service announced they will be removing the statue of William Penn, the namesake of Pennsylvania, from a Pennsylvania-Philadelphia park commemorating the founding of Pennsylvania, that statue located at the former home of William Penn. The so-called rehabilitation proposal for Welcome Park is meant to provide a more welcoming, accurate, and inclusive experience for visitors, the National Park Service's quota hire spokesman said in a news release. It includes expanded interpretation of the Native American history of Philadelphia and was developed in collaboration with representatives of at least six Indian feather, not dot, Native American groups. One of those, the Eastern Shawnee tribe of Oklahoma. Now what the hell does the Eastern Shawnee tribe of Oklahoma have to do with Pennsylvania? The answer is, of course, nothing. The park is named for a vessel, a ship called Welcome, which William Penn took to Philadelphia in the year 1682 before the United States of America was the United States of America. The park was established 300 years later in 1982. Sorry. They want to remove the statue because Penn allegedly owned some slaves. But guess what? Black people owned slaves back then too. Anyway, another let's make it happen, Captain, on Biden's administration and to hell with what Americans really want. Hey, do you remember the circle back girl, Little Red, Jen Pisaki, Jen Sucky? She is encouraging voters to not freak out about the Supreme Court's upcoming decision on Donald Trump. MSNBC host and former White House spokesperson, Little Red, the circle back girl, Jen Sucky, assured her audience that there's no reason to freak out about the Supreme Court's upcoming decision. Now, she already knows. She knows what the Supreme Court is going to decide. That Colorado and Maine unconstitutionally allowed Donald Trump's name to be removed from the primary ballots for the 2024 presidential election. This article says, Saki was referring to the court's decision to hear Donald Trump's case out of Colorado, where he was removed by the state Supreme Court for his alleged 14th Amendment insurrection clause violation. The group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington sued Donald Trump, claiming that his behavior on January 6, 2021 is an example of the president's alleged attempts to overturn the election of 2020. Stop. Do you remember when Hillary Rotten Clinton was trying to overturn Donald Trump's election? Do you remember? Oh, that's right. If the Democrats say it, it must be true. If the Republicans say it, it must be a lie, right? Saki writes, There are lots of reasons to lose faith in the conservative-leaning Supreme Court, following allegations of eye-popping ethical lapses and the historic ruling of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Trust in the Supreme Court has sunk to its lowest point in over 50 years. Believe me, I get it. Here's the bottom line, my friends. Colorado and Maine have made some very poor and unconstitutional judgments by trying to use insurrection against Donald Trump when he has not been convicted of same. If that's the case, 
then we shall be able to use the whole of our Constitution to keep Joe Biden off the ballot and likely to impeach him as well. It's about time these Republicans get off their asses and start doing what we, the people, elected them to do in the first damn place. Stephanie Sandoval writes in Scripps News, three years later, new details emerge about the Capitol insurrection. More than 460 people have been targeted and sentenced for their alleged roles in the Capitol attack, according to the FBI. Well, sure, when you get a kangaroo court convened and you just start shoveling people in there and you start just saying, well, that was, that was a riot, it was insurrection, so you're out of here. Authorities are still trying to identify 80 people one for alleged acts of violence. In a newly released video, Damon Beckley, found guilty of obstructing electoral college certification and of civil disorder, recorded a tense exchange between rioters and Republican lawmakers outside the House chamber. The footage has now emerged three years after the riots. New details have now come out that former President Donald Trump's role that day that he was not interested in stopping the violence. Supposedly, when Donald Trump was told that Vice President Pence was rushed to a secure location, Donald Trump had the audacity to say, so what? Guess what? So what? They rushed him to a secure location. So what? That's the Secret Service's job. Rush them to a secret location when any report of anything goes down. So what? They did their job. Trump has pled not guilty to felony charges, has denied any wrongdoing, and has yet to be convicted on a single charge. On the third anniversary of the January 6th attack, the news media was hoping, begging, praying for some bombshell news that was going to prove that Donald Trump committed insurrection. But no one has convicted Donald Trump on anything. Supposedly, two pipe bombs were left outside of the Democrat National Party headquarters and the Republican National Party headquarters on the day before the attack. What do you think? Donald Trump did that too? Hey guys, I'm going to run out real quickly and get a sandwich. Okay guys, let's put the pipe bombs out. Come on, man! The FBI says that a person wearing a Nike Air Max Speed turf shoes, glasses, and gray hooded sweatshirt may have laid the pipe bombs. Oh, by the way, there's a half a million dollar reward for any information that leads to the arrest of the person responsible. So the big news that came out of that entire article was Donald Trump said, so what? That doesn't make him an insurrectionist. It says to me, good, the Secret Service did their job. Why are you bothering me with this? It would have been news if you'd have come to me and said, hey, something bad happened. But all it was was a few table lamps got knocked over. <sighs> Let's see what the rest of these headlines say here. We've already talked about 54% of those polled say Trump should remain on the ballot. Let's move on. Biden has dangerously decayed deterrence and every American is at risk. Mike Pompeo writes, as Americans rang in the new year, regimes hostile to the United States made clear just how much President Biden has let U.S. deterrence decay. In his end-of-year press conference, Russian President Vladimir Putin reiterated his commitment to subjugating Ukraine in his effort to rebuild the former Soviet Union, emphasizing, quote, the level of our ties with China is at an all-time high. 
North Korea's Kim Jong-un, the little fat guy, laid out his plans to accelerate nuclear weapons production in 2024, saying conflicts elsewhere are compelling his nation to sharpen the treasured sword. And amid Iran's multi-front attacks on the Jewish state, the Ayatollah officials declared America will not be spared if Israel's campaign to eliminate Hamas continues and that we'll be faced with an extraordinary problem if we oppose Houthi disruption of commercial shipping in the Red Sea. Four years ago, such statements would have been rightly seen as mere bluster. But with Biden being so weak, so frail, so unfeared by these other regimes, this echoes that we could be a target if Biden continues to be the president. It might be tempting to dismiss these as faraway problems of no consequence to the average American, but the more American deterrence is decayed, the more Beijing China will be convinced that it can act with minimal consequences anywhere on the planet. If it were only so, these conflicts influence every American's life, from Kansas farmers to Michigan factory workers to California tech entrepreneurs to folks down in Bayou country. Failing to deter Iran in the Middle East has led to Red Sea commercial shipping disruptions, volatile global energy markets, and the cost going up, up, up to fill your tank and to heat your home. Allowing Putin to achieve victory in the Ukraine might allow Russia to dominate the Black Sea, which would cause more problems. If this continues, my friends, we could be in World War III and it will all be Joe Biden's doing. That, my friends, is a reality we can ill afford to commit to. California is going to financially cover the cost of gender surgeries for illegal immigrants. You heard me correctly. The state of California has become the first state to financially cover the cost of transgender surgeries for illegal immigrants, thanks to a state program called Medi-Cal. A slap in the face to the hundreds of thousands of veterans, the homeless veterans in California, Medi-Cal will allow 700,000 illegal immigrants between the ages of 26 and 49 to be financially covered when receiving gender assignment surgery. You got to be kidding. Bring us your poor, your wretched, your gender confused, and we'll pay to cut off the little titties of 16-year-old girls or the peckers of little 16-year-old boys? Don't sound proper to me, but hey, then again, I don't live in California. By the way, the Medi-Cal expansion is expected to cost California $1.2 billion in the first six months, and then increasing to about $3.1 billion per year. Rapper 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson III, stated they don't even give veterans health insurance in California. Hmm, it is what it is, my friends. Hey, we've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a magnificent Monday if you can. If you can't, just try. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye for now. She's an out-of-work hairdresser who got fired for igniting coke in the weave of one of her clients. He's never had a job, but always seems to have just enough money for cigarettes and a 40. That couple moves from busy intersection on the east side of town in the morning to the busy intersection on the west side of town in the evening. They use their dog to make old ladies in nice cars feel guilty enough to throw them a buck or two. 
What do these folks have in common? Why, they're white trash, of course. They all have just enough money to pick up this week's copy of White Trash Weekly. White Trash Weekly is the 16-page magazine available at the dollar store, the truck stop, the pawn shop, and even the food stamp office. And it's chock full of information that the lower-income white citizen needs to know to level the playing field. This week, White Trash Weekly will teach you how to tastefully change your appearance to appear minority so that you can take advantage of local giveaways and handouts. You'll learn how to panhandle with pride, and we'll show you the best dumpsters to dive into for what most folks call trash, but we call buried treasure. Find out where the latest methadone clinic closures have occurred, where the Mary Jane dispensaries have opened, and what does happen to all that expired butt light beer. Here's a hint. It ain't going to the local soup kitchen. White Trash Weekly, your guide to what's happening. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts program, network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded.